Hello and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Between the Presets, a podcast by me, Rudy Stetner, that comes out every Monday evening. Here is the place where anything that can be said in polite company is fair game for discussion, even if it occasionally offends. Let's roll. Please be advised that this episode of Between the Presets contains material that may be unsuitable for younger audiences. If that is an issue, please listen at another time or on headphones. Thank you. Good evening. It is Monday, the 18th of Adar 1, 5784. That being on the English calendar, the evening of the 26th of February, 2024. Within my own family, I've been getting mixed reviews for AI, artificial intelligence. Um, From one side, somebody told me that if I wanted to... uh, Uh, prepare for a visit to a doctor for uh, any particular complaint uh, that I could actually do homework. I could ask questions, say, about um, migraine headaches or about diabetes or high blood pressure, and I could get some, you know, fairly uh, intelligent information that might start to point a layman in the right direction of being an informed medical consumer. Uh, On the other side, uh, one of my sons told me that he was using uh, ChatGPT. And he asked ChatGPT about uh, October 7th, the attacks in Israel, and um, particularly about some of the atrocities against civilians, particularly women and children. And ChatGPT basically said that the commission of these crimes could not be established. Attacks on women and children, etc., Now, uh, these were war crimes which were proudly filmed by their participants. And uh, when the participants decided that it was not politically convenient to boast of such things, then all of a sudden, uh, with the cooperation of the uh, compliant Western media, these... um, Horrific attacks became just matters of conjecture. Now, we see during the COVID-19 crisis that um, dissenting medical information about uh, vaccines, which were being aggressively, aggressively pushed on the world population, was scratched from search engines. It was uh, from social media. One one could not uh, d- 
discuss dissenting opinions about the safety of vaccines, forming opinions on world and national events is becoming very difficult. Now, in this uh, tilted landscape where uh, sponsors of AI, artificial intelligence, uh, owners of search engines, and um, social media can control what we see and do not see, it is, it is possible, although difficult, to work our way around that. It could be argued that uh, accurate information has become a black market commodity. Now, one of the skills I learned uh, late in my life, uh, still not perfect at it, not by a long shot, is researching a topic. And one of the things our professors told us in college was you cannot use Wikipedia. This is information that has not been cleared. It has not been peer-reviewed. It has not been vetted. So one of the things I did was to pretty much uh, ignore or um, minimize the importance of the articles on Wikipedia, but to look at the long list of articles at the bottom of, of the Wikipedia entry. And some, I assessed the bias of each article, whether it was to the left or to the right, or if it was an international dispute, whether it was a, say, a pro-Ukrainian article or a pro-Russian article. And then from there, I would use that as a springboard using academic search engines, for instance, to uh, bring up other sources. Now, we've become used to a certain convenience factor in information. We want facts, fact checkers. We want uh, uh, just at the tap of our fingers to bring up a uh, list of sources. And uh, we sometimes naively think that all of these sources are accurate. The comparison I would make would be to, say, fast food. Uh, if your needs are like like mine are, to have low salt and uh, low sugar, it might not be such a great idea to blindly walk into a restaurant and uh, uh, consume their offerings without uh, doing some homework. If you're researching a medical condition online, might be a very good idea to um, check out if it's a drug company or somebody with some vested interest who is uh, feeding you, quote, helpful medical information. When I was in my teens, the big um, technological advance that enabled people living in uh, 
communist dictatorships and under other authoritarian regimes across the political spectrum, the big invention was shortwave or even radio altogether. A country like the former Soviet Union could seal its borders. They could uh, censor people's uh, information. But if if the Voice of America or the BBC decided, for instance, that they wanted to um, beam their take on world events into the Soviet Union, they made it harder for the communist regime in the Soviet Union to conceal the truth from its own citizens. One of the effects that uh, technology had that I found troubling was cell phones. I did not get a cell phone until the late 1990s. And one of the features of a cell phone that seemed really convenient was the ability to store a number. In the old days, I had like a little uh, book with alphabetized tabs with uh, names of people on it who I wanted to uh, have their numbers on hand. And I choice one would be that I would leaf through the book, look up the person's number, and uh, dial it on a phone. And until I was a teenager, that was a rotary dial phone. The other alternative was to uh, memorize the phone numbers. And the way I often did that was to index the phone numbers according to historical dates. That might be a four-digit date like 1950, or it could be two digits, like I would memorize digits in batches of two or three. One time, my wife needed a uh, phone number. Um, she needed the number of a trusted op obstetrician, no longer living, unfortunately. So I gave the, I just rattled the number right off. And uh, she said, how did you remember that number? And I said, oh, that's easy. It's April 75, fall of Phnom Penh, death of Stalin, death of Stalin. Now, 5-3, Stalin died in 1953, and it was the digits 5-3 repeated. And I did that with practically all of my phone numbers. Or it could be indexed to somebody's birthday. Now, instead of uh, putting together these mnemonic devices for remembering telephone numbers... I just store the numbers in my phone. And I came to the troubling realization that of all my children and close relatives and close friends, uh, I only remember a couple of numbers. And I would have proudly boasted 
when I was younger of remembering a lot of phone numbers. Now, I am not a neurologist. I am not a um, scientific student of uh, human memory. But it seems that as technology has taken over the functions of good old-fashioned memory, it's kind of made us, I believe, speaking for myself, mentally flabbier. Now, when I was young, uh, if if you wanted to look up information, and it, it was not to be found in your home set of encyclopedias or personal library, you had to go to the public library. We did not own a copy of the Oxford Unabridged Dictionary uh, until I was much older. But occasionally my parents would argue about the meaning of a word and they would actually take a trip to the library, get in the car, and uh, look up the definition of a word in the public library and then go home, having uh, settled the dispute in their mind decisively. Now, in the last 25 years, we have evolved from, instead of going to the library, going to our desktop computer, and now I can simply pull out a uh, cell phone, and I basically have a library in my pocket. The only problem, though, is uh, who is managing the flow of information. There is a saying that is used in debates. You're entitled to your opinions. You're entitled to your own opinions, but you are not entitled to your own facts. As a matter of fact, uh, people do create a sense of entitlement to their own facts. Most of us live in uh, information bubbles. We might make a list of newspapers that we consider reliable. Uh, someone on the left might choose the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the L.A. Times. Someone more to the center might choose, say, the Wall Street Journal. U.S. News and World Report. And we've gone to the next stage where uh, there are websites, blogs, uh, even um, WhatsApp groups for politically like-minded people. Some people would say that I live in an information bubble. I trust the Liberty Daily, the Gateway Pundit, the Federalist, all of which, in my opinion, have a higher batting average of uh, providing accurate information than the so-called legacy media. And, of course, when I'm driving, there is Drive Time Talk Radio, which is really a godsend, because one of the effects of managed information, censored information, 
is it creates a sense of isolation among people who hold a particular range of political opinion. Now, through good old-fashioned AM radio and various uh, forms of online communication, it's possible to overcome the sense of isolation. It's possible to create a sense of uh, community among political believers, religious believers, what have you. One of the reasons I stopped using Facebook, I have not used it in a number of years. I really try to avoid it, although people send me links to articles on uh, Facebook, is for me the entire value of that platform is the ability to communicate with strangers with whom I share a common interest. That could be matters medical. It could be I might share an interest with people in language study and also political. And a couple times I got these intrusive questions from somebody at Facebook. Do you actually know these people in real life? Because I had a list of friends of people I had never seen, didn't have any need to see. I associate with, uh, you know, close friends and family and neighbors and what have you. But I shared the political interests with these people. And I ignored the questions, which I considered audacious, none of Facebook's business at all. And surprise, surprise, I had my Facebook account shut down twice. And they even honed their technology so that if somebody expressed uh, heretical opinions of which... Uh, uh, Steve Zuckerberg, uh, whatever his name is, didn't approve that they could just remove that, that material from Facebook's pages. They even censored the New York Post when the New York Post started uh, publishing uh, information about Hunter Biden's infamous laptop. There's a recurring theme in the uh, introduction of technologies in the 20th and 21st century that what at first seems to be a liberator becomes an enslaver. For instance, there's a German term for, uh, a slang term for television, die Glotze. And that comes from the term to stare, glotzen. And it comes from what people usually do when, they, when they're sitting down to watch TV. They stare at the TV and they're getting beamed this, they're getting this beam of sounds and images and they're just sitting there soaking it in. At least with radio, you're visually free. You're not, you're, you're 
eyesight is not tethered to uh, to the radio. You can be looking around the room. You can do many more things when you're uh, listening to a radio program than when you're watching a TV program. Also, the information comes at a certain speed, and you're not necessarily, you can stop, when, when you're reading a book, you can stop and say, hey, wait a minute, I don't get this, or I'm not sure if I agree with this. The television provides an audiovisual stream, and you don't have the time necessarily to sort it out and to um, s sort out the garbage from you know, what is useful. I think one of the most, uh, now, uh, as far as smartphones, which really aren't phones, they're pocket computers. And the term computer itself is outdated because computing calculation is really only one of many functions that a uh, cell phone can perform. In reality, it can be a newsstand, it can be a television, it can be a movie theater. But during the COVID epidemic, when people were forcibly put into lockdown, friends of mine who were in Israel during that country's lockdown had to carry their cell phones with them and if they or they did carry their cell phones with them and if they went outside with their cell phone beyond a certain distance from their house uh, their presence outside their permitted radius was detected and flagged now on the positive side uh, Criminals have been caught because pinging the cell phone tire, uh, towers established their presence close to the scene of a crime. Unfortunately, though, when the dis government decides that you can go 600 feet from your house, but you cannot go a mile from your house, you effectively have a high-tech ball-and-chain in your shirt pocket or your purse or whatever. So we need to examine to what extent the technology that once freed us is now being used to enslave us. Not only do we need to find, say, better search engines, we need to find ways of getting around the search engines. Just like we, a discerning consumer will look at advertising and say, what are these people trying to push? What do they want me to accept as fact? We need to do this all the time. There are Amish, uh, other Christian religious sects, and there are also uh, Hasidim, you know, Hasidic Jews, uh, you know, very religious Orthodox Jews who've come up with a radical 
solution to uh, various forms of technology. No television, no radio. In the case of the Amish, no telephones. Now, you can agree with their uh, banishment of technology or not, but the fact remains you have to, we have to examine how the conveniences that we have led into our lives have become our masters. It means employing a combination of tech savvy with healthy skepticism. So in concluding, I wish you all a blessed and a good week. And during this uh, election cycle, this very important election cycle, be aware. Thank you, and it's been nice speaking with y'all. This wraps up another weekly episode of Between the Presets. I thank you all for the pleasure of sharing with me my weekly muse. Whatever platform you access, hitting like, subscribe, or leaving a comment is much appreciated. My email address is thewinterriders at gmail.com. Thewinterriders at gmail.com. Until next week, adio, which in some African languages means born on Monday or be righteous and closely resembles adios in Spanish.